welcome to Earth Eaters. Ring. Oh, are we doing another episode? It's recording. Ring-a-ding-ding. Ring-a-ding-ding-dong. You are now on the line with the Earth Eaters. Broadcast live from Crystal Geyser Mountain, Hot Spring. Oh, it's so pretty here. Welcome to Earth Eaters Podcast. We're two boxing morons from opposite ends of the country. And we've come together to talk shit. We're here... Recording our inaugural episode, testing some things out, talking about the ways of the world. Uh, my name is Kate. I uh, am a Taurus sun, a Sag moon, and a Capricorn rising. And what about it? I like to travel the world. Um, I've worked in music. I'm a massage therapist, and I also work in the world of psychedelics, among many other things. How about chew? Yes, Kyla here, ring-a-ding-dong. I'm a Sagittarius sun, Taurus moon, Gemini rising. Take it as it resonates. <laughs> One thing about me, honey, is I'm a curious explorer of this reality. So, you know, whatever I'm up to, I say that I'm like an arrow moving towards its target and enjoying the journey. And if that's too vague for you, you know, I also dabble in the... um in the world of uh, design. She's an artiste. You know, stuff, things, all of the sorts. You will get to know us if you choose. If not, <laughs> change the channel. It's mental illness, love. Exactly. Go listen to Joe Rogan. We love you, Joe. We love you, Joey. But no, for real, this is uh, the first episode. For real, for real. So I have a question for you, Katie. What? Um, if you were a song, what oh my song God. would you be, and what is the lyric that makes it so? Shit up, Rick. I don't drink anymore, actually, but there's this one Hank Williams song called Mississippi Mud. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be the song for that's my personality, per se, but it does represent how I grew up, and... I love this line so much. It's going to be the name of a chapter in my book. Mm -hmm. And it goes, I was raised by an awful alligator. He taught me how to walk the line. Mm. Mm -hmm. It's the chills for me. And what, I don't know, what is that? Do you want to elaborate? Uh, Well, the alligator represents a lot of bad things in my life. Right. Like alcoholism and uh, kind of backward shit in Mississippi mm-hmm. and that alligator can be a nasty beast. Mm-hmm. Beast of the Southern Wild. Yes, my favorite soundtrack of all time. I need to listen to that soundtrack. I don't think I've ever listened to it other than when I watched the movie. I listen to it all the time and it makes me cry every time. Is that on Spotify? Yes. Okay, take a listen. We should take a listen on the ride later in the car. I have one for what you. Like in a whip. Okay. What's up? Um, when was the closest you've ever felt to God? Hello. Uh. No one's ever asked me that. What it does make me think of is a quote um, from the late Raul Julia, who, when he was asked if he believes in God, he said, I don't believe in God. I experience God. And that really stuck with me because it really shifted my perspective around God. 
Darling, I need a translation. What in the fuck did you just say? I've always experienced God and I've always felt close to God, but I didn't always know it or call it that. And back to that quote, it's for me, it's an experience. Like the moments, there's certain moments in my life that I would say I would call them spiritual for lack of a better word. And I would call them moments that I felt close to God. And I need a refund. My experience with God um, has changed a lot. I think that like even hearing the word God for me just sounds so different than it would of even maybe five years ago. And I read this um, sci-fi um, series called Parable of, the S- Parable of the Sower and Parable of the Talents by Octavia Butler. And in that um, book, she creates her own religion called Earthseed. And in Earthseed, she has these like scriptures within the sci-fi book. And one of them is, All that you touch, you change. All that you change, changes you. The only lasting truth is change. God is change. And that also aided in like expanding my uh, perception of God and like kind of welcoming the idea more so than I had been in the past. Like it kind of was like, I didn't know how to interpret God. I think there's been plenty of moments on psychedelics where I have felt in the presence of God in the sense where I felt connected to God as if, you know, it could, it, it's a little bit cringe, but like God is love and like we are all one. And it's like this infinite, this infinite like <laughs> feeling. And I, and whether you feel like it's cringe or not, that's just my own thing. But like, it's to me, it's, I, it's true. It's an experience I've had. And it's like, I feel closest to God. I have felt closest to God in those moments. Um, taking DMT um, and experiencing a different, an alternate reality, another realm, whatever you want to call it. These are experiences that are very difficult for me. And I think other people who have um, taken psychedelics, ethnogen, psilocybin to articulate in the language that we have because it is just beyond the language that we have so it's like you can liken your experience of god or whatever you experience in these alternate uh realities as best you can in language you can liken it to i say like when i took dmt i was in the presence of god and i was in this garden but it's like it wasn't actually a garden there was no plants there was no flowers there was no dirt there was no sun, but that's the closest thing I could say that I was in a garden of God. <laughs> and so I think that psychedelics have given me the greatest access to being close to God. Um, and then what I experience in this alternate state, I take back with me in this reality, <laughs> a sober reality. Um, as a new point of reference to like expand that ex- just naturally expands my experience and my perspective. Now, you know, I feel close to God a lot. Anyways, yeah, whatever. Fuck. Delete.
like, oh, I just did drugs one time and I felt like it's been five years since I found out about it. And I've been like, you know what I mean? It's like, not like I just was like, oh, let's just smoke it, you know? Mm. Um, well, that sounded crazy. Wait, I was there. <laughs> I felt close to death in yeah. that experience. But I guess that makes sense because yeah. it's the chemical your body produces when you're about to die, right? Mm -hmm. I definitely felt close to death, but I also felt close to humanity as well. Mm -hmm. Like you said, can't explain it. It's like you can, but like we were talking about in the car yesterday, it's like you can, you can relate the experience to something like, like, okay, there was a point in my DMT trip where I was in a place but place isn't even the right word. I was having an experience, and I can only liken it to I was in a garden. But there was no plants. There was no sun. There was no dirt. There was no trees. There was no flowers. But it was a garden. But it wasn't a garden. But that's the only thing I can liken it to. Yeah. So it's like you can't ever really explain where you go when you take tangent. Was that yeah. your experience? Like, Oh, yeah. I didn't. Like, there was nothing of this world there, so I there was no chair, there was no the, nothing was there was no objects. It just was this, yeah, place. Well, it's like <laughs> I think we're maybe we're not supposed to have the language to explain it. Right. Yeah, it's like no, you're supposed to go do that yourself if you're curious. Right. But I'm always curious. You know how. A lot of people get the geometric patterns. Yeah. I saw that, and I've seen mm -hmm. that before. And you always see them in psychedelic movies mm -hmm. or in psychedelic uh, patterns. Yeah. How that was ever described to someone to put into a movie. Right. Because it's so hard to explain. Yeah. Like. The kaleidoscope. Like, yes, how that was even conveyed because it's so complex. But. but I guess it does make sense because it exists within us, so we're able to project it out or into whatever work of art or whatever. Yeah, but it's also fucking weird. Okay, well. Speaking of this dimension, speaking of this dimension, <laughs> this reality, what uh, what are you dealing with currently? In this reality? Yeah. Girl, what is an optical? In this reality? Yours, yeah. My reality is, um, it's a special one to be in. It's gotten ever more interesting as, uh, you know, I saw this meme the other day and it was like, You'll get more more normal when you get sober or something. And then it's like, you sober. And it's like this creepy guy with a mullet holding up like a prism. And he's like under a rainbow. And he's like, <laughs> And I was like, oh, my God, that's so true. I've gotten freaking weirder, um, which I didn't think was possible. Because I've always been weird. Speaking of weird, here's the issue. It's not an issue. What's the issue? It's not an issue. It's just something I was thinking about, and that's just how I'm 
I think I'm always thinking about how people perceive me, yeah. which I think is a big fault of social media because every time you post something, you go through your brain about what people might think about what it looks like or how you worded the post um, right. or if it's insensitive to this group or that group. And Anyway, I go through that a lot, even if I may come across as someone who doesn't care by the way I dress. <laughs> and, um, I ex was able to experience that this past year, um, hearing just outright what someone thought of me. Um, because I lived with these two guys in LA for about a month and they had a podcast and I found their podcast and I was like, Oh, I'm going to listen to this because I thought it was kind of funny. And, um, they're talking on the podcast to a guy who they had on and their roommate comes up, their new roommate, who's me. <laughs> and I, my whole body tensed up like a rock because I was like, oh my God, they are about to have a conversation about me without me in the room. And they could literally say anything. And this has got to make or break me. Or, you know, that yeah. was, and they started talking and they, it was harmless, but the guy, one of them was like, yeah, she, she's cool. She's kind of weird. Yeah. And that was just kind of, I know I'm weird, but it was, <laughs> it was an experience because I was like, wow, is that people's first impression of me? Yeah. And yeah, more and more, I just, as I change and kind of grow out of my old self and into new ones and, you know, lose some friends and gain new ones, I, I um, think about a lot what people think of me and also know that I shouldn't give a damn. Cause I'm not looking at the, the problem with the obstacles. It was these holes. They they can't overcome me. That's the problem. I, I'm the threat. So it, it's not. It's I ain't have no obstacles. It's it's these holes that they still can't take. Just like me. Wow. Whatever. We'll do a poll for our many listeners. Take a poll. Instagram story. Um. Well, I'm excited to chat more about our life experiences in this dimension and our problems and uh, you know it's so interesting listening to people talk about themselves i just can't get enough of it <laughs> i can't get enough but we're going to talk to other people not just ourselves um we have yeah. some really creative friends i don't know i really liked that quote you read yesterday you want to close with reading it so that we can leave a token of inspiration for the, the people shell shell while i look it up because i'm so prepared because Earth Eaters, oh, they're all about eating from the buffet of life, right? But Ooh. also leaving something good on the Earth, like not just leaving their shit. Well, there's two quotes. The first one I is from a philosopher, very profound writer, and the quote goes like this. When I die, I want everyone I've ever dated to come together and form a boy band and write a couple songs about me, perform them at my funeral. The lead singer is whoever has the biggest dick. That's the gag. <laughs> <laughs> and the other quote, well, that's what for real, for real, is by Warner Earhart. Um, you can Google him. Warner Earhart. And the quote goes, what most people do is give space to people's qualities and deal with their garbage. Actually, you should do it the other way around. 
deal with who they are and give space to their garbage. Keep interacting with them as if they were God. And every time you get their garbage, give space to the garbage and go back and interact with them as if they were God. What are we talking about? I'm going insane. What? Um, Yes. Yeah, treat everyone like God. And drag. Mm-hmm. Is it fake news? Oh, okay. I'm sorry, that must be really hard. We're doing an ASMR mukbang. We're not doing mukbang. Giving ASMR, I've always wanted to do this. Ah, what dare me choose? Kyla's off to the door to grab our sandwiches. We ordered the stuffed curries. Is this where the Golden State Warriors play in Sacramento? No. Oh. I thought they played here. What's the king, honey? Is that hockey? That's hockey, right? That's hockey, right? That's hockey, right? I'm gonna really need y'all to motherfucking subscribe. Like, I'm gonna need y'all to really subscribe and, like, really, like, you know, like, press that button and, like, all that jazz. And then, you know, like and comment. And if you're a hater, you can totally keep your comment to yourself. And then after you do that, stuff like this.